And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the phone line with us today is Bill Spanger, Superintendent of Schools at Chapelfield Christian School. Bill, it's an honor to have you on with us today. Well, thank you, Dan. It's good to be with you again. You know, I look back, and we've known you guys, you and your wife, for a long time now, and uh, sometimes don't see each other too often because we each have our own spheres of, of Christian work, and lately you've been spending a lot of time working at Chapelfield School, and uh, I just love the notion of Christian education, whether it be homeschool, private school like you run, and so let's talk about uh, Christian private schooling today, and in particular, um, your experiences there with Chapelfield. So can you get us started? Sure, sure, yeah. Chapelfield is, a, is an interdenominational school that uh, actually my family started back in the school year of 86. It was the 86-87 school year. Um, it flowed out of an inner city ministry that we had uh, for several years doing Bible studies and camps for uh, kids in the Bronx and in Harlem. And uh, eventually my parents said, let's start a school. There was no Christian high school in the uh, area, in the Hudson Valley. And uh, so they started a school with 26 kids, and um, now we've been doing it for over 30 years. And we've expanded beyond high school to junior high and uh, to elementary. Um, and, uh, and it's been just a tremendous challenge, but also a wonderful blessing, and something that obviously um, not only my family, but um, so many within our community are committed to, and that's giving our kids uh, the strength of a Christian education. It's, uh, of course, this is a tough place to do it uh, here in the Northeast, uh, given the, the taxes that many parents pay um, and are, are required to pay to the local public school. Um, to pay tuition on top of that, of course, yeah. is always a challenge. But, but nonetheless, um, you know, it's a, it's a tremendous commitment by parents and uh, to, to have our kids raised up in the wisdom and uh, admonition of the Lord uh, to strengthen them for all the challenges that'll come through the rest of their lives. Yeah. So that's what we're committed to. It's wonderful. And I didn't even realize that um, the the genesis of the school was really as a result of a ministry that was going on, you said, in the Bronx? That's right. We had uh, the, the mother ministry, is, it's, it's, as uh, you said to me once, it's a mouthful, uh, but the, the name of the ministry is Affirmative Evangelism Fellowship. Oh, yes. Um, and that ministry... Uh, began uh, with a work in the inner city, right, in the Bronx, Harlem, Newark, Brooklyn. Um, and out of that grew the school, and also out of that grew a ministry that we uh, cooperate with, a sister ministry called Matthew 25 Ministries, uh, which is international and particularly deals with uh, an orphanage and a school in Kenya. Uh, so we're, we're more than just Chapel Field here, but Chapel Field is, is, um, is really the centerpiece of the different ministries. And the Dwark Hill Study Center, I've been on... Uh, your show before talking about the adult study center that we have for uh, theology and Bible classes. That's also a branch of the, uh, of the ministry as a whole. It amazes me. Um, Just a couple weeks ago, we had the privilege of seeing your mom in church and uh, a humble lady. And I looked at her and I realized uh, along with your dad, these, these dear folks have, um, have worked so hard through sweat and tears, and and without much money, um, and have raised up by God's grace, they were the proximate means that He used to start this school. It's an amazing thing. It is. It is an amazing thing. In fact, the uh, the school where I'm actually sitting right now is our 
was our farm. We had a beef farm here yeah. and in Pine Bush, and, uh, and slowly but surely it has become a campus. And now it's a about a 100-acre uh, campus and uh, with pre-K all the way through 12th grade, and um, it's really become the work of, uh, of our family's life for the past 30 years. Well, I don't know about you, but, you know, I've been involved in Christian ministry, and sometimes you say, why did I ever get into this? Because it gets so hard. <laughs> you know, if you we're really honest with each other, uh, it gets so hard sometimes, and, and the funding isn't there, or something major breaks. I mean, is it is it normal to feel that way in, in Christian ministry? Yeah, sure. It's uh, it's normal to feel that way. The, the you know the the promises of the scripture are pretty clear that that uh, the the path in following Christ requires pick up a, cro- a cross and mm. uh, and it, and the, the salvation that He gives to us is one that comes through much affliction, uh, as Paul says. So that's that's sort of that's what we sign up for when we sign up to be a follower of Christ. And certainly, when we take on any burden of ministry, we're going to feel it in a in a more intense way and. Uh, whether it's pastors or, or those directing a Christian radio station or Christian schools or, or just trying to raise Christian kids in this culture uh, as Christian yeah. parents um, or being Christians in any vocation, certainly you're going to feel it. The more overtly we follow Christ, the more that we're going to feel it. So that's a common thing. And in some sense, you know, what we want to, and certainly what we challenge our students here, uh, as of course they're young and they haven't tasted that yet, but uh, in as much as we're able to tell them, you know, the scriptures do call us to a very countercultural reality. Namely, to rejoice in that and uh, to count those things as treasures, even the afflictions, and to trust that they are working for you mm. uh, in eternal weight of glory, and 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 that is just so countercultural. <laughs> but but that's in 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 my perspective, that's the beauty of uh, Christian education is that we have the chance to take young minds, uh, young men and women, and come up with that worldview in cooperation with Christian families and Christian churches. Uh, to think in a way so counterculturally, and uh, and the world is just not telling us to count our afflictions as treasures, and uh, and so in as much as we're able to do that, then we're preparing them for a life of affliction uh, uh, as a follower of Jesus Christ. Mm, yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about education and the very basis for education. Now, we're Christians. Um, God has made us in His image. Um, somehow that plays into this whole thing of education. Can you talk about the very basics, the very foundation maybe of knowledge? Sure, sure. Well, I mean, the fact that you say that, uh, that we're made in the image of God tells us something about what we are as human beings. And if we're going to think about how to educate children, then we need to think about what children are. I mean, if we don't, if we don't deal with the nature of children, then we're not going to get the nature of education uh, right either. And uh, And I think in our modern culture, it is not uh, popular to meditate on things like the natures of things, since they seem to all be in flux, and now mm. anything is whatever somebody thinks it is in the moment. Yeah. Uh, of course, from a Christian worldview, we don't think that way. We think that things have natures, and and they are what they are, and if, if we're going to, uh, to be involved with them to the glory of God, then we need to treat them as the things they are. And children and human beings are... Uh, creatures made in the image of God, which meant we are we are created to imitate something. We're to imitate God, and therefore we are to be a a race, a, a species that is oriented toward God. We are to have our eyes fixed upon Him, that in looking upon Him we behold the thing that we are meant to be, that thing that we are meant to imitate. 
And again, here it brings us to the value of Christian education, where we are um, not just teaching Bible class eight hours a day, but where we're teaching all things within a context oriented toward the triune God, Hmm. so that we're teaching them to think of themselves and God's creation and the gifts of his creation in light of the Creator and his glory, so that we might use all these things um, uh, toward his glory. Yeah. What about students that come in who maybe for part of their previous schooling, um, they didn't have very good study habits. You know, they got a little bit lazy or whatever. Um, I, I would think that Chapelfield has a little bit higher standards. How do you, how do you encourage children to really get with the program? <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, it's that, that tough word of discipline, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think our standards are high, but, uh, yeah. again, it's taking students and getting them to appreciate the again, the nature of what we're doing, the nature of education and why we're doing it. Give them a sense of purpose. Give them a sense of why we're learning this subject or that subject. And, of course, all students are going to struggle with that, and you're going to have students who love this subject more than that. And that's just that's the reality of, of human beings and of kids. But, um, but again, in as much as we can within a context of, of love and a desire for excellence and a desire to glorify God, uh, then you give kids a sense of purpose of why you're, why you're learning these things. And... Uh, and they come along, most of them. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's uh, encouraging for me to look on and see from a distance what's happening at Chapelfield uh, Christian School. I know that you've had a really good success with sports, and um, I think that's a really healthy thing for young people growing up to uh, move their arms and legs and run and breathe deeply and 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 um, compete and can you tell us a little bit about sports? Yeah, that's right. We, again, we do view here uh, at Chapel Field, of course, that we're not just about academics. Certainly academics takes the center stage, but uh, we are about educating uh, the whole person, and uh, that, that comes into play in more than just our academic uh, classes or homework. It has to do with the atmosphere of the school, has to do with our extracurricular activities, has to do with our spiritual life of our school, um, and sports is part of that. There's just so much that students learn as they play sports that are just things that go beyond the classroom. Uh, they're not better or worse than what you learn in the classroom. They're just educating a different part of the person. And, uh, and so whether it's matters of teamwork and, and uh, hard work and the blood, sweat, and tears that comes, physical exertion of a sport, the satisfaction of competing, uh, learning how to deal with losing and learning how to deal with winning, mm. um, learning how to deal with teammates and cooperation, these kinds of efforts, the discipline of making practices and uh, obeying a coach when he when he or she tells you to do hard things, and uh, you know all of these things work into uh, we think the overall development of of the kids, and so uh, we value that. It's not it's not we encourage our students to participate in as many things as possible, and uh, we have had some success in sports. We've also had some really hard years. We uh, we participate in the New York State Athletic Association, so we're competing against the the local public schools, and uh, that has been good for us in that it's, it's really caused us to have to elevate our efforts. And, uh, and we hope also to be, uh, to be salt and light within our, uh, within our local community. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's wonderful. Now, um, you've recently taken on a, a larger role than ever at the school. I mean, you've been a teacher right along, but can you describe some of the changes that you've personally gone through in the past year or so? Sure, yeah. As I said, my family... Uh, uh, began the school, and so one of the things that my mom and dad um, have always done is kept us as uh, kids. Uh, 
uh, four siblings, and uh, they've always kept us very involved in the work, and, uh, and I've appreciated that. Um, and so since the beginning, I've kind of been uh, a utility person, teaching and coaching and mowing lawns and driving buses and, and uh, so forth. But, yeah, this past November, my father did have a stroke, and uh, it, it did disable him quite a bit and uh, make it so that he was not able to run uh, the day-to-day activities. And uh, uh, the board of directors uh, named me the executive director of the ministry, uh, of AEF, the ministry, and superintendent of schools. And uh, and I have to say, so it has been a, a great uh, increase in the responsibility that I have, but uh, just a tremendous blessing, too, to work with such a great uh, staff, uh, teachers, uh, uh, and the staff here in the offices uh, have just been so terrific. And I've seen uh, from another perspective now the, the co-working of a team that's united in vision and mission uh, to serve the Lord with the uh, with their time and their talents, uh, and so it has been just a rich time and, and uh, a blessed time, and, and uh, we're we're just so excited about the upcoming school year. So uh, so it's been an increase, but it's it's been a tremendous blessing. And praise the Lord that my dad survived it. Uh, we didn't think he would; it was that severe. And um, and it's been a real time for he and I to come together too and work together um, from a position of leadership, and for him to pass off so much wisdom to me. Um, it it has been a very rich time. Oh, you've got wonderful parents, and uh, I've also had the privilege of just briefly meeting your siblings. I, it's Dan and Stephen, and of course Christy goes to our church, and right. uh, I've heard Dan preach, and now I've heard Stephen <clears throat> preach, and God has really blessed you guys um, to uh, proclaim his word, you, you, you boys. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, no, I, I we owe that, uh, of course, to my parents, my mother and father, who have brought us up in the Lord, um, and who we have seen firsthand watch them commit themselves to, uh, uh, to this ministry and uh, give not only uh, the land, but everything they've had. Uh, when, when the school began, I just watched them empty themselves uh, uh, and their resources to make this a possibility, and it was a tremendous strain on them. But for the five of us kids, participating with them and uh, praying with them and getting our hands dirty in actually building the buildings and, mm. and uh, doing the, the, developing the facility and uh, to be alongside them as Christian parents doing that uh, shapes you. And, and praise God that my four siblings and uh, I myself are all uh, walking with the Lord. And, and uh, you know, we, we owe that. Like you said, my brother's a minister in Germany, uh, to a church plant in Germany. Uh, my other brother is a professor at Lancaster Bible College. Um, my other brother, Tim, is in, in Alabama, uh, working with a, a wonderful uh, group down there. And then we're all walking with the Lord, and I owe that to the uh, faithfulness of, of uh, my parents. Yeah, and I neglected to mention Tim, so thanks. <laughs> That's right. Well, I didn't want him to get left out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so um, you've got a new school year coming up. Um, what day do you start school? We start right after Labor Day, and yeah. uh, and then our, our school follows the uh, basically the same calendar as the uh, local public schools with a few few differences. Yeah. Now, uh, a big concern I have is um, what we call government overreach, uh, where they overachieve at their bureaucracy at times and place all kinds of restrictions on us. Um, I would imagine that a private Christian school sees the effects of this as well, and... Um, has it been hard on you, or have things been reasonable there? Well, to this point, things have been uh, very reasonable, but again, you know, um, 
you know, you, you can look out over the, the landscape of the culture and see the times and, and, uh, and you know, it is, it's prudent for us to be prepared for the challenges that will come um, legally mm-hmm. and um, politically and by regulations. And these are very, very difficult things, and that uh, requires a lot of time and prayer for your, you know, board of directors to try to get out ahead of the potential uh, challenges that will come to the very nature of what you do. Uh, you know, again, we're a Christian school here in the Northeast and in the state of New York, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, that that that's going to present challenges at some point. Yeah, that says a lot. Just just that alone. Yeah, it's it's, it's big. So there you are on a hundred acre facility. Um, Chapelfield Christian School. Uh, it started way back in 1986-87 with a ministry in the Bronx and Harlem and Newark and Brooklyn. And God led your parents to start this school in, what is the address there, Pine Bush? Right in Pine Bush, yes, sir. Yeah. So uh, it's been going for a long time now. Um, if a family is out there and they're struggling, they're thinking, what am I going to do? Uh, I've got this, I've got little Johnny, and soon he's going to be school age, or little Sally. <laughs> and I don't really want her to get brainwashed in, in Marxism at, at another uh, institution. Um, maybe I should consider Chapelfield. And how would they go about doing that? Well, first, I'd say it's an excellent consideration. <laughs> and, uh, and I would also say to, to Christian families, you know, one of the, one of the challenges that uh, I often hear is that uh, our children need to be uh, in the world and not of it, and so we need our kids to be in the local public school. Uh, we need to be salt and light there, and, and those are all important things to say. But I, I would just say quickly that uh, here at Chapel Field, what we view ourselves as is in some sense a Christian boot camp for families. Uh, we partner with Christian families and churches uh, to come together as three institutions to help raise these kids. Um, Chapel Field, like any other Christian school, has worldliness because we got, we're, we're a school full of sinners, uh, yet, we're going to help our families and our children learn how to deal with that within a Christian environment, right. uh, under Christian authority, governed by the Scriptures. And so I would want to say to families that uh, rather, than, rather than putting our kids in state-run schools, um, if, we're, if we're committed to the Christian faith, I would really encourage them to consider coming here where our kids can learn what it means to be salt and light. And certainly there's plenty of ways to be involved in our local communities. But having our children for eight hours a day in these state-run schools where they are, having their money, you know, not all the, the, of course, the public school teachers, I'm not, I'm, I'm not condemning them, but it's an atmosphere nonetheless that I do believe is hostile to the Christian faith. And, uh, and we want to be a school that is training our children up to, uh, to be salt and light for the rest of their lives. And so uh, any family that was considering the school, I'd encourage them to call the office and uh, we'll set them up with a tour, let them come see the facility, see what we offer. We partner with homeschool families to run a partnership program so they can do some work at home and some here and take advantage of our sports programs and our music programs uh, and with some classes that might be more difficult for them to teach at home. So we do partner with, uh, that's been a very successful program, partnering with homeschool families. And we also offer financial aid, and I would, I would encourage families to come and check that out. We we are committed, and my, my parents have been committed from the beginning, not to have a person uh, fail to come because of money. Mm. And so if, uh, if the income is not there and you think I could never afford it, I would really encourage families to come and speak with us. We, we, we do our best not to let money be the issue that keeps uh, family from coming here. So we're happy to work with families who really desire this for their children. Well, that's a beautiful story. That, that's so encouraging. And I, 
I had missed the fact that you partner with homeschool families. There's so many out there that are considering homeschooling or doing it right now, and perhaps they feel a little bit overwhelmed, and, and if they could get a little, little bit of an assist, as it were, in, in some of the education, some of the areas maybe they don't feel quite so you know, comfortable with. Maybe it's even a theology class led by Bill Spanger. <laughs> Absolutely. We're happy to do it. Yeah, yeah. we do. We've, we've really found it to be successful, um, especially in the upper high school years. Uh, but we do this primarily for junior high and high school. They mm-hmm. can come for just music program. They can come for one period a day, two periods a day, or more. Um, it does give them um, some sociability. It gives them the opportunity to play sports, maybe play in our band, sing in our chorus. Um, or take, like you say, subjects that maybe parents, especially in the upper grades, feel a little less confident mm-hmm. teaching some of the sciences or the maths. And uh, I tell you, we've had really, we have a tremendous number of homeschool families that have come in part and uh, taken part of that. So it's been a real joy. We want to cooperate with anybody who has a love for Christian education. We want to assist families. It's the parents' responsibility under God to educate their children, and so we view ourselves as servants to the families, uh, to help them in that task in whatever way we can. And, and uh, so we've been excited to find uh, ways to come alongside homeschool families who are committed to such things. I wish I had been involved in something like this when I was growing up. I remember uh, seeing way, way back, uh, I was in fourth grade at the time, and I had brought to school a little red-colored New Testament. It just had a portion of the New Testament scriptures. And my fourth grade teacher said, oh, no, you can't have that here. You can't bring that to school, you know, because it was God's Word. And let me sure, tell you, sure. that's a long time ago now. Yeah. And uh, the the pressures on, on a kid in the public school are probably greater, dear parent, than you realize. Uh, there, there are profound pressures to... Um, to give in to the world's ways. And, and then they may tend to cover it up and not tell their parents all that's going on. And uh, now, with this um, gender confusion that's going on and teaching, you know, uh, boys and girls' bathrooms, all this nonsense, uh, it's refreshing to me to know that Chapel Field is out there. Um, is there a website, telephone number, that sort of thing, if people are interested to learn more? Sure. Uh, our website is chapelfield.org, and our phone number is 845-778-1881. And we'd love to hear from anybody who's interested. And uh, I totally agree, Dan, with what you're saying. And, and uh, you know, again, I have many friends who teach in the public school, and there's wonderful people there. Um, the issue is more of an institutional question than an individual one. And sure. the reality is that our children are soaking in an environment for eight hours a day, uh, basically 5,000 hours of soaking in an environment that, as an institution, an environment is hostile to the Christian faith. Not that right. every individual, of course, is. No, right. and, uh, and we just encourage families to come and check out an environment where you're soaking in a Christian worldview for 5,000 hours. That's what we want, and, and uh, where, we're, where we're, we're taking what, Lord willing, the family's talking about around the dinner table. And we're bringing that home here also at school, the values and the teachings of the Christian family and church. And people realize not everything is perfect because, you know, we live in a fallen world. And no matter whether it's uh, the radio station here or or your school, uh, broken people are, are running these things. And we do it by the grace of God. Yes, and I that's why I say to to parents, this Chapel Field and Christian schools in general are not shelters from the world. No. Uh, there's worldliness here. We have to deal with the issues that are dealt with uh, 
at every other school because we're dealing with sinners and you have sinners dealing with sinners. <laughs> but the issue is we're dealing with it under the authority of the scriptures, and mm. uh, that's what we're trying to do. And we're we're engaging with families under that authority, and that's the difference. And and uh, so it's not a shelter; it's really a boot camp for children to learn how to deal with this under Christian authority so that they can be effective servants of the Lord in the years to come. Well, we're almost at the end here. I'm thinking about that young man out there who God has been calling to the ministry, and uh, you know how that feels. <laughs> um, <laughs> any any words of advice in particular for a young man uh, struggling uh, with the call of God into the ministry? Uh, Billy, Any anything you could share well, one of, I guess all I would say is is uh, find a godly uh, 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 man that that you can come alongside. Ask them uh, whether or not they discern those gifts within you. Uh, whether or not the Lord uh, ask whether or not the Lord is presenting the opportunities before you, and then to move forward and trust the Lord. I, I when I went to high school and in college, I dreaded public speaking. Dreaded it. I dropped a class if they if they demanded a speech, and. Uh, and the Lord found a way to move me into the pastoral ministry and into teaching. Uh, so I, I could never have anticipated it. And, uh, and so move forward, seek good counsel from uh, godly men and women, and, uh, and trust the Lord, and he will guide your paths. Uh, that's wonderful advice. Today we've been talking with Bill Spanger. He is the superintendent of schools at Chapelfield. He's also executive director of a ministry by the name of Affirmative Evangelism Fellowship, and uh, Chapelfield is on the web. It's found at chapelfield.org. And, Bill, thank you so much for taking your time, your precious time, and sharing it with our listeners today. Well, Dan, thank you very much, and thank you to your listeners for enduring it. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and we do all things for the glory of God. Amen. Dear listener, please join us next week for another edition of A Plain Answer 